Coming up on this episode of Geeksters, Guy Fox and the Gunpowder Plot. Pod nuts in your pocket and a graphing calculator to go and knowing your elevator pitch inside and out, front to back, upside down. All right, guys, coming up on Geeksters right now. Hey, welcome to Geeksters episode 192. I'm your host, Martin Opando. This is a show where we talk about all things eh, geekery, if you will. The life of an IT guy. What does it look like? How do we spend our days? We talk about everything from Macs to Windows to iPhones to Android phones to even Guy Fox. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to thank all of our sponsors who come and sp- promote Geeksters and our and the Podnuts community. Um, if you go to podnuts.com, you will see that there are two sponsors right there on the front page. One, Kabuto, and one PC, or sorry, Instant House Call. Um, if you guys have any questions about those, check those out. Look at those. They're sponsors, and they have been for a long time of the Podnuts Network. I also want to thank everybody who's supporting financially, monthly, one time, every other third Sunday when there's a full moon. Thank you so much for supporting the Podnuts Network and giving financially. If you don't support the Podnuts Network and give financially, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to say, you know, for the price of a cup of coffee, you guys could just get a free dog. No, no, no. We're not going to give you free dogs. We're going to go ahead and just thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for just giving a little bit of money back to the Podnuts community. Um, it allows us to do some great shows. It allows us to have um, door, just manage and monitor a lot of stuff. Uh, it's just, we've got a great group of people. And if you, if this is your first time listening to Geeksters, welcome. If this is your hundredth time listening to Geeksters, welcome. We've got great shows on the Podnuts network from mini PCs to um, IT as in kind of more of the enterprise business to a makers. Do you have a 3D printer and you want to know more about that? We've got that. Um, man, Android app addicts, links for the rest of us. The list goes on and on and on. Go check out podnuts.com for that. Well, so you have your Android phone or your iPhone. All I know is Androids right now. Um, you have that in your in your pocket. You're, you're fumbling around, and you, and you wish you had some more information about the Podnuts community. Not a problem. Thanks to one of our great listeners, Caleb. I'm gonna mess. I think it's Fultz. Um, he has created an app called Podnuts in Your Pocket. That's right, Podnuts in Your Pocket. He says that it's a keep the full. He says keep door and the rest of the crew in your pocket. With Podnuts in your pocket, a full pocket cast feed displays in one location for your consumption with upcoming features for notification when the live shows are posted. Built for the Podnuts community, PIYP allows you to you, the listener, to pull information about all the podcasts located um, on the Podnuts.com and view their shows, notes, application links, sponsors, and all the great content that is posted. I'll have a show, I'll have a, a, a posting in the show notes about where you can go and you can get that, or you can just go to your Android store and type in Podnuts and that should come right up. So we want to thank Caleb for creating that, creating that great app that allows our listeners to stay with us in their pocket. So, uh, yeah, awesome guys. Well, I'm recording this on the 5th of November. And some of you say, well, wait, that sounds, uh, that sounds, that sounds, I, I, that, then, that uh the date sounds familiar and i know most of you would say oh well that's that's november 5th that's um th- that's 5 days away from martin's wedding anniversary and so you're thinking right about now that that oh you got 5 days to go ahead and mail me um some gifts that's not it 
That's not it at all. But that would be awesome. So I'll take gifts if you want to send me gifts. My wife and I have been married almost 21 years, 21 years on Friday. But um, but no, that's not the fifth. <laughs> what it makes me think of, and it makes me think of that poem from V for Vendetta. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And so I started doing some research into this because I wanted to know more about Guy Fox. And I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm in the United States. I'm in just outside of Portland, Oregon. So I don't, we don't celebrate Guy Fox Day or what they actually call it. They call it, um, bonfire night. And so a little bit of history about how, what that is, is that in, um, it's the anniversary of foiling the gunpowder plot on November 5th, 1605. So the, the plot was centered around a group of Roman Catholic revolutionaries furious at the, the persecution of their faith in England. So after 45 years of hounding under the reign of Elizabeth I, the plotters had hoped their struggles would end, but they failed after the Protestant King James I ascended to the throne. So then they... And this is a multiple of they. There's a whole bunch of people get together and what they're going to do is they're going to blow up parliament and they're going to take it over. Um, and they, they were able to get quite a bit of stuff in there. Um, one of the, the calculations this, this report says that, that the physicists calculated that the blast would have obliterated an, an area, um, 1320 feet wide. Um, but of course, what happens is Guy Fox gets captive, uh, captive, um, uh, taken captive there it is uh caught <laughs> under under um in the parliament and he is then um he's then tried and he is uh, the king actually becomes fascinated with him because he's able to withstand um torture for two days and then when they go and they're going to draw and quarter him the, he actually jumps and he ends up breaking his necks jumping from the gallows um, so that's how he dies. And there's actually um, a, a three-part BBC drama coming up here starting no, uh, tonight, actually November 5th, um, starring Kit Harington, and that's uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Um, so maybe I'll check into that and, and look at that. But that's uh, what's going on with Guy Fox and why a little history about the 5th of November. So here's what's been going on with me. It's been a couple weeks since I've had a show, and um, life's been busy. Uh, last uh, Yesterday was kind of our last... Um, band camp or band competition, if you will. Um, we, I, I, I support our local band, both my kids march in it, and I am the gentleman who is responsible for what's called the compound. And if you've ever been to a marching camp or marching band competition, you have all of these bands that come in and they have to eat and they have to get there and they have to have some place to stay and some place to change. And, and that's my job. My job is to set up tents. And I think we have almost 80 feet of tent and they're about 30 feet wide. So we have three separate tents that need to get set up and the lights need to get hung and we have chairs and we have all of the cooking gear that comes with this. And so I drive a 26 foot U-Haul fully packed. We rent one, we pack it up, I drive it where it needs to go, we unpack it, we set everything up, we wait around for the competition to be done and then I break everything all back down. It all goes back in the U-Haul and we drive it back home to where we store everything and we put it away. Um, so yesterday was the, the final, the comp, the championship finals and they were held in the University of Oregon, um, Autzen Stadium where the Ducks play and we came in third and then we did not make it to the final competition. So, uh, it didn't rain on us. That's good. We actually had four competitions this year and all the way from Eugene, which is about two hours away to, into Southern Oregon, which is about four and a half hours away. So, um, all of them, we scored very, 
very, very well. We had a great group of kids this year. We placed first, and then first, and then second, and third. Um, and that's how our four seasons, our four competitions went. But it didn't rain on us. And that's always really nice for me because then I can just put the tents and stuff away and for next year and not have to worry about drying them out, which is a huge, huge process. So um, that's what's been going on with me. Bittersweet, um, just relaxing and recording Geeksters today. And yesterday I was all day um, in the cold because it was so, so cold at Austin Stadium. Um, but uh, we're we're done. Um, like I said, my son's he's a senior and that's his last uh, time marching. Uh, for for the season he has now you know we've had the bands we participate in and the school jazz band and symphonic band and so there's lots of things coming up still but but marching has always been kind of the big the big thing now my daughter does not attend the same high school she attends a different high school and so marching season for her has also ended and she will be back next year but she doesn't attend that school so she's not in the jazz band and the symphonic band so she's bummed but i think in two weeks basketball starts for her so basketball for her and more band for my son and that will keep us definitely busy but so today i have a couple of things that i want to talk about as far as what kind of has been happening for work um the, one of the first things was is I had a, I had a, an issue with a with a client, and we this was for the the change up from Crash Plan Home to Pro. Um, I, I think I've talked about that before, but Crash Plan is dropping their home subscription and making everybody go to a pro subscription. So no more, um, no longer is available the sixty nine dollars or fifty nine dollars a year for for um, backup, and then they have the they had the home. Like bundle you can get for $149 for up to 10 computers. That's no longer available. So everybody's going to this, this pro version or their small business version. And what that looks like is that is actually $10 per month per computer. Unlimited still, but it's more expensive by about double. Um, and so we, we were doing that and we were setting that up at my clients and I had one computer that wasn't backing up very well. It just, it, it was having a hard time connecting to the service. Um, the backup service. So I, I just thought, no, no problem at all. What we'll do is I will go in and I will take care of that after hours. So this is the, this is, this laptop is the principal's laptop and it's locked up and it's on where her, 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 her laptop is, is used as a desktop. Um, and it's on in her office. I've got a key to the whole school except for her office. Um, so I thought that's not a problem. Her, office is I can get into the, the the room right outside of her office and I can use my phone and I will attach her computer to my phone for um and use my hotspot on my phone to then get her backup started and once it's started and running then it, it there's no problem with it. Um and we fixed that we fixed that issue since then but um and I thought okay so not a problem. So my plan was this. I will go in. She is both hardwired and she she is hardwired. We turned off the wireless so I can get into her computer remotely just on the other side of the door. So my plan was to this. Go in, get her computer onto my phone, set up the crash plan, and then bring her computer back to the network. And she's good, golden, everything's fine. So what I did was I went in and I disconnected the... Um, I disabled the wired. Now... What I should have done, and I'll tell you why in a moment, but, um, so I'll let me, I'll continue on the story. So I disconnected, I disabled the wired network on her laptop. So now she's just wireless. So I take her wireless and I kick it over to my cell phone. Well, this is where it goes wrong. And I forgot about this. And, and it's always just a good reminder of things that are so simple. You kind of forget about that when you move to a new wireless access point, it disconnects you from the old one first. So as soon as I told her wireless 
to, to, to connect to my phone as a hotspot, I lost connection. And I thought, oh no, it's their box. It's sitting there and it's asking for the password for my phone. And I can see her computer and I actually kind of peek in through the door uh, up against the glass and I'm looking at her computer and sure enough, I can see that the wireless is asking for my, um, my hotspot SSID or the, the password. So I'm thinking, well, what do I do? Well, if you don't do anything, eventually it cancels out, which is like, okay, whew, good. So in the future, if you need to swap networks and you have don't are not able to get to the actual device what you should do is this now i was lucky enough that from her computer the ethernet cable runs out and then through the wall to a switch where i have physical access to the switch so what i should have done was this i should have joined her computer to my wireless first then she would have actually essentially been on two different networks wired to the school and wireless to my phone and then i would have physically just unplugged the cable on my side instead of instead of disabling the network adapter once i did that everything was fine i got a computer connected and everything was good to go but it was just a one of those refreshers of the steps to go through when you need to when you need to uh change wireless yeah um, a lot of learning experiences this week. And for some reason, these last couple of weeks, we've had, oh man, a couple reloads, um, more than normal. And I think Windows 10 is just balking out for some reason. Um, my employee's currently working on another project right now where he's had some, um, updates that have not been very well, um, received and they're kind of messing things up. We've had some, um, BIOS problems. Man, we, it's been, it's been a, kind of an interesting week, just all around a lot of little things. And I'm trying to think of things that would stick out, um, that would stick out um, for me to tell you about, and I had some ideas, and and it end up I end up losing them, and so I apologize for for that. But as I'm going along, I'll tell you some more stuff that I've I've come into, and this one actually came in just today. Um, this was one where where a client of mine emailed me, and her email says her email says says this, and she said, well, so. I, and I'm sorry if I tend to get ahead of myself. So what her email says was, um, could you look at what this person wrote below? He's one of my uh, people that she works with, and he's trying to get SEO, or she's trying to get SEO on her new website, and there could be a potential problem that he's noticing. What's happening was, is my client had a domain on my, and I was hosting it, and I was the domain registrar. She then moved that to a new domain register, a new, moved a new site, new domain registrar, new hosting provider. I just did a URL redirect from the domain, my registrar to her. When you do that, it is a, um, it gets what's called a 302 redirect. And the 302 redirect is a temporary redirect. So when you go and you, and you do some SEO, what could potentially happen is that 302 redirect, um, will hinder that because it's set for temporary. What you need to do is set up what's called a 301 redirect. And I had to do some research because this isn't something that I know a lot about, but it turned out to be fairly, fairly simple. And so here's some information that I have uh, have about this and, and I'll read this to you. So it says a URL, URL redirect is not a native record, a native DNS record type. Specifying the URL redirect for a host name creates an underlying A record that redirects the name of your URL to the forwarding server. Okay. These servers then perform an HTTP 301 redirect to the URL you specify in the address field. So what, it's, what that means is if I have a site called my blog site, 
and I want to redirect it to Geeksters, I will then do a redirect with, with, from, usually you go into your A record, and you can maybe, or not your A record, but you go into host names, and you can do a URL redirect, and you can say anything hitting my blog site, go to geeksters.com. And what would happen is you would type in my blog site, it would hit the domain registrar. The domain registrar would just do a blind forward of, oh, go to geeksters.com, and it heads that way. Here's one of the things you could run into is that what would happen if you go to myblogsite.com slash amobando? Then when it does a redirect, it goes to geeksters.com slash amobando, and that may not exist. So there's a couple ways to fix that. Um, so how do we originally fix the, the redirect? Because by default, it's a 302. Well, what you can do is at the very end of myblogsite.com, you do a slash redir, so redir, so R-E-D-I-R underscore mode equals 301. That's it. You put that in there. It now then tells the redirect, this is a, or it sends back to you the redirect, that this is a 301 redirect. This is a permanent redirect. Well, what would happen? I'm just, one of the thoughts would be, okay, well, what if we just maybe keep the temporary redirect until more clients know about the fact that she has purchased a new domain and we go from there. But the problem is, is that she actually purchased this domain all the way through July 9th of 2025. So it's going to be a while on that. But back to our original issue of, well, what happens if you go from myblogsite.com slash mobando to, and it goes to geeksters.com slash, it'll go to geeksters.com slash mobando. Well, what you can do is that's where you do some querying, and I have some notes on that as well. But you can put in some ampersands instead of question marks. Um, but that's something new that just came up today, and I wanted to talk to you about that, is if you had your um, your redirect, you know, what and how to fix how to fix that. Um, my kids, uh, my son, like I said, my son's a senior and my daughter is a sophomore this year and she's been working on some math problems and, and a lot of it comes down to graphing. Um, she's in algebra and sometimes she, they get into a little more advanced stuff. Well, my son's like, oh, there's this website and I've never heard of this website until just the other day and it's called Desmos, D-E or Desmos, it's D-E-S-M-O-S and the tag is graphing on the go. There's an app for that. You can get it both in the Apple store the Google store or the Android store, and you can do it online. This is a great way to put in your calculations and you can graph stuff. And it shows you pin plots and pointers and all of this kind of cool stuff. So if you have a student that's in school or you do some graphing, check out desmos.com. All right. Um, sorry for the pause there. Uh, what? There was something else. Oh, yes. All right. So... I, um, I had, I had a project going on and I was a little bit early to it. So I stopped by a, a coffee shop that I don't visit very often. And it's a place called Longbottoms Coffee. And, but my friend worked there. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll stop in, I'll get some coffee and I will talk with her and just say hi. So I stopped in, ordered my coffee, sat down, texted her and she said, oh, she's upstairs working. She'll come down in a moment. So she comes down and she sees that my laptop is on and she says, our wireless is terrible here. I said, yes, <laughs> I have noticed that it is terrible. And I said, not only that, but I can see everybody else. So I'm, you know, this is not the best wireless and it's pretty darn slow. She says, well, our manager is upstairs and, and I've talked to him about you a couple times and you're here. Would you, do you want to meet him? Like, well, sure, let's, let's talk. And so she goes upstairs and she says, well, I'll see what I can do. So she goes upstairs and, and she comes back down in about 10 minutes or so with him. And she said, I thought he was just going to give me his business card, but here he is. 
So he sat down with me and we started talking about his business and what he has and what he wants and where he wants to go with it. He does have IT support and his IT support is, um, they handle a lot of his applications, but not necessarily his network. So I'm right there. Quickly give him my little elevator pitch and we start talking about things and what I can do for him and who I work with, which he works with them. And so I have great references and come to find out what happens is everybody on the public network, excuse me, everybody on the public network is running through a DSL. Okay. So then everybody on the private network, they have a fiber line and a coax, like a through your cable company line, but they don't touch. And that's great. There's no physical connectivity there, but he has three separate connections that he has to deal with. I said, well, this is what we could do. And he wants, he's looking at at expanding and he wants to get his customers, you know, um, you know, the people, a lot of people come in there for the coffee, but if they would stay for the wireless, then maybe he can get them to drink more coffee or more sandwiches or more foods or bagels or snacks or pastries or whatever. And so we get talking and, um, his, he's going to, it sounds like things are going to come through a little bit and we're, I'm going to start working with him. Um, that's, that's a, that's the plan right now. We'll see what happens. Um, I know his IT guy's currently out of, or he's, uh, out of town on vacation. And so I will be able to hopefully maybe step in, in a little bit here and take a look at his stuff. But we talked about, you know, isolating his network using some kind of wireless access points like Ubiquity or even the ones that I use open mesh. Um, and we could, what we could do is we could bring it all under one one internet connection, but yet isolate public from private and keep everything safe. So that's exciting, and we're looking forward to um, working with that. The other thing that had happened was, um, and 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 I'll get back to why I'm talking about these two specific um, two specific uh, stories in in a moment at the very end. Um, there's a there's a lunch place. Um, up, up away from me. It's called the meeting place and that's M-E-A-T-I-N-G place. And they, it's a butcher. Um, so you go in there and of course, bacon, bacon and all the bacon you can possibly want. Beef sticks and regular cuts of meat and pork and chicken and stuff like that. But right next to it is their restaurant and their restaurant serves delicious food, fresh food. So, so good. And I was there and there's a, hey, win a free lunch and throw your business card in. So toss my business card in. Didn't think anything of it. Well, this last week I'm driving along and, and my phone rings and answer it. It's, it's a gentleman who's a financial advisor. And I thought, oh, he's going to try to sell me something. So we get talking a little bit more and he says, so here's what happened. He says, you put your card in at the meeting place and you want a free lunch. I provide those free lunches. So I can take you and up to three people. You can have a lunch all on me. He says, the only catch is you guys will listen to what I have to say. He says, you sit down. Give me five, 10 minutes of your time. I'll talk to you about my financial planning, what I can do for you, how I can help you as a business grow, and I will pick up your lunch. I'm like, all right. But then I go on to tell him, I say, well, here's the problem I run into is that I don't always have time to eat lunch. A lot of times, and I told him this just as after he had called me right about lunchtime and I had just stopped off at like a local convenience store, like a 7-Eleven, and I picked up some hot dogs because or two hot dogs because I was hungry. I'd been on the road all day and I said, the problem is I don't always make it to that place for lunch because it is a bit out of the way. It's delicious when I can, but it's out of the way of where I go. And I said, so I don't always, I don't always make it. And he said, yeah, that's the, that's kind of what happens. He says, there's kind of people that when they call, they say, no, thanks. And they they pass it on. Um, and I said, that's, I, I want to hear what you have to say. And of course, I want the free food, but I don't always make it. And he goes, well, you know, that's okay. He says, I, I can make an exception for you. He says, you sound like a busy guy and I'll, I'll just let me know when you want to eat and we'll make it happen. And I said, okay, great. And he goes, but 
I do have a couple questions for you. I said, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he goes, well, do you have financial planning? And I said, well, I'm not doing any financial planning. It's something that I need to do now having this business now for almost six years. I need to start start having some more financial planning. So I'd really like to sit down and meet with you and see what you have to offer and what you have to say. He said, sounds great. He says, well, what do you do to me? And I said, well, I gave my little elevator pitch and and I said, here's here's what I what I do. And he goes, well, I'm not so happy with my IT guy. <laughs> I said, okay. And he says, so what I would want to do, he says, I want to go ahead and meet with you at some point and have you talk to me about my IT and we can get together and we can see what can happen there. And so this call, because I didn't set any time up with him, he sounded like he set more time up with me. So this call for me for winning a lunch at a meeting place to sit down and listen to him talk about financial planning turned into a potential customer where now this week I'm going to follow up with him. I'm going to see how I, when I can meet with him. And I told him, I said, you know what? I'll take you to the meeting place for lunch then. Um, and you can be one of my three. That was, he got a chuckle out of that. But how I, how these, where these two stories really wrap up to is, do you know your elevator pitch? Do you have that down? Uh, do you practice it? Do you just say, you know, Obando computing, you know, what we do is we provide small to medium IT support. We are the IT people that when you come, when your companies don't have the need or the financial, the financial need to have anybody on site, that's where we come in. We partner with you. We protect your computers. We work with you proactively, not just reactively to keep your computers safe, secure, and virus free from the network. And we will work with you on any new integrations that you have in the future. It's not always that those, it's not always those wordings, right? It's, it changes up. It mixes up a little bit. Sometimes you change it for the type of environment that you're in and the person you're talking to, but you have to know at least the foundation of your elevator pitch. You want to be able to give your pitch. You want to sell yourself in 10 seconds, right? Know your elevator pitch. Know what you're going to say. Because I took, I had two times where both these times I didn't know I knew I was going to have to say my elevator pitch, but yet, you know, right out of the blue, boom possibly landed a client because I was able to give him my elevator pitch. How I received one of my doctor's offices, the one of the big veterinary clinics that we were working with, is that I sat down to him next to him. I sat down next to him on a plane. And he says, well, what do you do? And I told him. And he said, I need an IT guy. And I signed him up. And I've been with him now for two and a half years. And I'm his IT guy for 35 computers and two servers and remote clients and VPN. And we're putting in a watch guard. You know, I do a lot of stuff for this doctor. And it's because I was able to say, boom, without a doubt, here's what I can do for you. And here's how I can support you. And with confidence. If, I mean, practice your elevator pitch. So it doesn't sound like you're guessing or you know what you're going to say or you, you know, think you maybe can do this. Practice, practice, practice. And it's not, you don't have to, you know, stand in the mirror and, and stuff, but definitely just think about your elevator pitch because you want to be able to recite those. Boom, boom, boom. When that time comes up and you can possibly make a sell right there, right? Sell yourself. Get out there. So I was excited about that. I'm going to follow up with him um, this week. I've got another client that I'm going to follow up with as well who's got computers. And he's just, same thing. I met him at a band competition. And we were just talking. And he said, well, what do you do? Here's my story. He says, let's talk. And then his, unfortunately, his father passed away. And so we needed to, we needed to postpone our meetings. But we will be meeting um, coming up soon. And I'm going to be able to hopefully support his, uh, his network. Got a call from one of my clients. I guess it was last week. I mean, it was the week before, at the end of the week. And the what had happened was is they got a new phone system. And now this client is very reactive. I don't do proactive stuff for them. They call me as needed. That's just what they want. Um, and so I don't really have a full understanding of their network. 
Um, because it's really the only thing I've done for them is set them up with some hosted exchange and it's all been virtualized and, and I remote to their server or their computers and we get things set up and we're good to go. So what happened was, and, and that's going to change. We've, we've written up them up a proposal to, to come in and just say, we really can't, I can't be that hands off. I need to have more information. I need to be able to support you better. Um, so what happened was, is, uh, CenturyLink up here came in and they put in a new phone system, a Shortel phone system. And so all my customer and the bank next door received new phones because the owner of the property had had they've all gotten together and said we're going to do short tail phones for the whole complex um but the short tail phone system for my client is actually in the bank i thought okay um so i i we're trying to figure this out and how this all came to me was hey martin we need you to put the short tail application on our computers so that we, when our phone rings, we kind of get call waiting and call information on, on our computers. I said, okay, um, we can, we can do that. Uh, and, uh, I said, well, I need some information from the company. I need to know their phone information because you got to log it all into some servers. And they said, not a problem. We'll get a hold of you. But then I get a hold, they get a hold of me and they're talking almost a completely different language, talking about interconnectivity and how they're going to set everything up. And I thought, well, this is, odd so i finally get back and forth back and forth with the with the tech and we're like we you know what let's just let's just meet and go down there let's just let's just visit um so we go on site he comes up i go over there on site and he shows me the new shortel phone system and it's great it's all nicely neat and patch management and a cable and a rack and we're beautiful he says so what we really need from you then after everything's said and done he says we need your uplink so that way we can tap your computers into our phone system and i said uh you you guys are our uplink you're the it right you didn't you just you took over our I, the phone and they go no 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 we're just providing phones i'm like but there's biscuits on the floor and phones computers are plugged into them and they said i i don't i don't think so so my employee goes over there and he starts poking around a little bit more and something we missed was that that i knew they had a wireless access point what i didn't realize was that is the wireless access point that is the internet right there for them they have a DSL line coming into a Netgear wireless router, and that is how they get internet for all their computers. I, sh I should, I, d I didn't know that. Missed it, didn't catch it. it, it one way or another, didn't wasn't on my stuff. So now we're in this issue of they have a wireless router providing internet for them, and their phones are plugged into the phone system. Now we can't plug the computers into the phone system. They don't want that. They just want us to give them an uplink. So I went back over and we talked about this and, and went back over to the site and I said, we, we have a couple options. One, we leave it like it is. You continue to work off your wireless. You have your phones on a completely separate physical network, completely separate network, and the two will never talk to each other. Two, we bring in a new ISP for your computers. We bring them up to speed because this DSL is not working for you guys. You guys are talking about slowness. And then we, on the back end, we do like a watch guard. And now we can interlink all of the devices together and we can make sure that their IP address scheme and the what and the, the IP address scheme for the phones can actually talk. But, and we go that route. Um, and so we're writing up, um, them up a proposal for that. Plus just a proposal in general of all around. Let's get you under our managed, managed antivirus patch management. Um, and that's one of the things that we've been that that I and my employee have been really working on these last couple of weeks is is looking at our pricing model, looking at our pricing structure, and trying to come up with a better way that is more of the all 
inclusive one. Now, not all inclusive is in just all you can eat. We're going to go ahead and, and, and get a short change for it, but our pricing will be based on certain things in your company. And so we're working on that and we're pricing that out and we're excited about getting that rolling out. Cause I think in the long run, it's going to be a lot easier. It's definitely going to be a lot easier for my, um, my bookkeeper to instead of nickeling and diming and not, not, well, not nickeling and diming, but, but every little thing is a cost. We're just going to say, okay, this is all this cost. Boom. Done. So we're working, we're working on getting that, that going. And so I'm, I'm excited about, um, about that coming up here. A couple of news stories I thought I would, uh, talk to you about was, uh, I, I came across this one and it says how to fix stuck Windows 10 update. And this is kind of cool. I haven't had this. I, I haven't needed this yet because we've had some other issues, but, um, this website goes through some checks about what you can do. Um, about checking your Windows updates. And then if you don't, if that doesn't work, then there is a script that actually will go through and help you fix Windows 10 updates. And I'm actually looking forward to that, to try that out. I may have to just throw it on a Windows 10 box just to try it out, see how it works. Um, Windows 10 controlled folder access anti-ransom feature is now live. You may have heard of this. We're now in the new Fall Creators update. That would be 1709. Controlled folder access is now available. So that allows that's a feature that allows users to control who can access certain folders. Um, here's the thing for that. You have to use their Windows um, Defender has to be on and enabled and running for this to work because it's actually built into Windows Defender. So if you go through the steps, it talks to you about how to set up folder access, but it looks pretty cool where you can be pretty specific on that. So then if you don't have that, what you can do is you can actually do it through. It looks like the group policy management inside of the computer itself. So those are a couple things that I wanted to, to throw out to you. Oh, I completely forgot about this site. Going back to the redirect we were talking about earlier, there's a site called redirect-checker.org. Redirect-checker.org. What this will do is you put your domain in there, your, your original domain, right? So I'd put my blog site dot com in there and I would say analyze it and it's going to analyze whether it's a 301 or a 302 redirect and so that will help with you um, that'll help you fix um, any of those issues that you're looking at and and because I couldn't tell whether it was 301 or 302 but I used this site and I was able to see oh 302 made some changes analyze redirect 301 good to go um, SEO for that so excited about getting all of those things well, not a super long show today for you guys, but I wanted to just at least get something out there for you. I hope you guys are having a great, great weekend. Um, if you're working for in any kind of education or federal stuff, looks like you've got a holiday coming up. Um, Obando Computing is just growing and growing and growing on the 8th. So this coming up this week is a couple big things for me. On the 8th, Obando Computing celebrates six years, and I'm super excited that it's been six years and we're growing strong and we're just going... Um, man, we are just growing and I'm actually looking more and more at another tech and seeing how we're going to work that out, which is allow me to be more business side and having another tech on the field. And then of course the 10th and uh, married to my beautiful bride for 21 years. I'm excited about that. So guys have a great, great week coming up here. Um, listen to Podnets, listen to the Podnet stuff. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shout outs. Uh, we had some comments about last week's RDP stuff and I was excited to hear about that. And I, it's great to be back on the radio. 
Um, and I'm excited to hear from you guys. Next week, I'm going to talk about my local chamber and what I've joined them, what we can do, and how I'm going to work with them to actually get my name out and how it's a really inexpensive way to get your name out there as opposed to something like BNI. I did look into them. I almost signed up, but my local chamber has got some stuff that I can work with them on, and I'm super excited about that. So, guys, have a great week. Don't forget to be disgruntled. No. Ooh, almost messed up there. I did mess up. Don't forget to be gruntled. Don't be disgruntled. Be gruntled. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. This is Martin from PodNuts Pro. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast to be in your ears right now. <laughs> Don't forget to support all the other PodNuts shows on the PodNuts Network. And we cannot do this without you. So please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email us at podnutspro at podnuts.com.